is Dr. Sandy Laura Kramers. Thank you for joining us for the EYE Show podcast. And what I want to do today is try to help patients that are having burning, tearing, redness, itching, foreign body sensation, reflex tearing, blurry vision, even headaches, understand how that actually comes from the eyelid and eye itself and what we can do about it. So many of you have seen my previous podcast. We have some updates on this, so we're making a new video. But if you're suffering from any of these conditions, we want you to get to the point where you never notice your eyes. You don't feel your eyes. You don't hear yourself blink. Uh, you don't have any discomfort. You don't have any tearing. You don't have any abnormal vision, no blurry vision, especially if you've had cataract surgery, for instance. So some of you have seen this kind of sheet, this little crazy sheet with all the tools in the world that we made years ago, and we've updated it because there's a couple of new additions that I want people to know about. But whenever you think about feeling your eyes or noticing your eyes or having any symptoms with your eyes, we want to think about two key components. The most important is to save your meibomian glands, and you can check out some of my other videos that go into depth about this. But basically, there are these hidden glands of the eyelid that look kind of like white lines like teeth or piano keys and as we get older we tend to dry up all our cells dry up but we can physically see this with a machine called a mybography where we'll look at the number of glands you have and we'll see how much scar tissue there is what has happened to those glands if a patient looks normal they may not have symptoms unless they've had high dose accutane in the past accutane is a drug you guys know about that can dry up your skin for acne. They may look normal, but they don't function normally when we blink. So as we blink, a little gush of oil is supposed to come out of each one of these orifices. It's microscopic, and we can see it under the slit lab microscope whenever we look at your eye when you come to visit us. If you look like this, you probably are having symptoms. Your glands are decreased. The glands are gone or decreasing. And then when you blink, there's no oil coming out and it can feel as if you're not blinking at all. So if any of you out there don't blink for five minutes or even two minutes, which we don't recommend, you will have excruciating pain. You'll be forced to blink because it's so uncomfortable. You could have reflex tearing, you could have pain, you could have blurry vision because that oil, your tear film, the key component of the tear film is the oil. The tear film is like a pair of glasses so that tear film is crucial so the most important thing is to save your meibomian glands and the second most important thing is help your symptoms and so in this sheet we kind of have everything to save your meibomian glands in yellow and everything else is not in yellow so briefly, we talk about warm compresses, blinking, that's step number one, that's the most important thing. And I tell patients the most important thing out of this whole sheet is blinking, closing your eyes. So as you blink, you're kind of milking the oil like you milk a cow. If you stop blinking, which is happening to most of us, even if, as you listen to this video, hopefully you're listening to me and not watching me, or you're blinking because the blinking helps keep that oil pumping, or even just closing your eyes. I tell people you gotta rewire your brain to close your eyes when you're thinking, or if you already know what Dr. Kramer's looks like, just close your eyes. It's very difficult for patients to do this because we're so used to paying attention and wanting to kind of, you know, be curious and look at everything. But you gotta keep in mind that if you're young and you're gonna potentially live to over 90, which many of our patients do, this can be a big issue. So you wanna try to save your eyes for only eye-worthy things and blink at least every two or three seconds with these kinds of long pauses. It's super awkward, but this is the most important thing if you're on screens more than four hours a day which most of us are. Uh, so the most important is the cleaning, lid hygiene, warm compresses, blinking exercises. The way to clean your eyes 
is very expansive. You can listen, check out some of my other videos. Uh, but what we're trying to do is clean off Demodex and bacteria away from our eyelashes. Most of us have Demodex at some point in our life. And these are these little mites on our eyelashes. It's like bacteria in your mouth. You brush one moment, it'll be back within the next hour or two. And they just come back. We just want to keep them at bay. There's so many products now available. I'm a big fan of Optase wipes. I'm a big fan of diluted tea tree oil if your skin can tolerate it. Uh, Avanova, hypochlorous acid, Accusin. I've tried all of these on my eyes. They, I'm not allergic, so they work well for me. Uh, so I just basically kind of use them every other day. Sometimes I'll use them twice a day. I definitely use the tea tree oil where I'll take the bottle, the pure tea tree oil, I'll tip over the bottle. Whatever's in the top of that bottle, I'll put my clean finger in there and just rub it in my eyelashes. If I'm super busy, that's the, what works for my skin type and most of my patients do that. So the most important is washing the face, then warm compresses 15 minutes twice a day. I have uh, a wizard at, my, at home next to my bed. I love the wizard, just kind of keeping the heat, massaging. But some patients can't do heat because their skin is so sensitive, so then you have to skip the heat and we'll talk about what you can do for that. Or if you do the heat and you feel like it makes your symptoms worse, then you have probably rosacea. We'll go through that in just a few minutes and then you put cold compresses afterwards. But the heat is like milking your cow twice a day or you know, kind of milking the, the whatever you're gonna milk. And then the cold is just trying to decrease inflammation. So we use heat and cold for two different reasons. Heat is to keep the oil glands pumping, kind of liquefy that oil and then massage it out with gentle, either massaging this way or going up and down or blinking hard. You're trying to push that oil out and there's no good studies to say up and down is better than side to side, so either way. Uh, and a lot of this is kind of trial and error. You're gonna see what your skin can tolerate, what makes you feel a little bit better and doesn't make your skin hurt. Uh, then what we generally will say is once your symptoms are kind of resolved, you can go back to baby shampoo, but some people find baby shampoo a little bit more irritating. And then for faster relief, if you've already tried this, and it's not helping, then we'll go on to the certain types of ointments. Some people will try coconut oil or manuka honey. We'll give a prescription for erythromycin ointment or bacitracin and if, if, or to attack our limus as well. And if you've tried all that and it's still not better or you feel like your symptoms are absolutely horrible and you're having 10 out of 10 pain and you don't have glaucoma, we will give a steroid ointment like Neopolydexa ointment or Tobradex ointment. Those do help. In terms of the newest ways to take care of Demodex, I'm gonna mention Ivermectin, which Dr. Toyos is now prescribing through his office. Uh, ivermectin ointment before bed on the eyelashes kind of tries to lubricate the oil to kind of get rid of the, the Demodex, but I don't think I've seen a study where you have Manuka honey or coconut oil in one eye and Ivermectin in the other. I think they both do similar things. Uh, most of my patients have said it's about similar. There are a couple of patients that notice the benefit of Ivermectin an ointment over just Manuka honey or Neopolydexa, but I haven't seen a head-to-head -head study on that, so we'll have to see what that what happens with that in the future. Uh, the second thing I want to mention is Exdemvi, which I don't have a sample. I gave away my sample, but I do have a picture of the product. Actually, I just have a picture of what the reps, so this is what it looks like, and they send this kind of sheet to us to show what is before and after for Demodex. So I have one patient who just had, there was the first prescription uh, that I uh, sent out that was actually covered by insurance because I was shocked to hear this is an $1,800 
a bottle product, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but the name of this is Load to Lanner Ophthalmic Solution 0.25. It's supposed to kill these like little mites. They do actually kind of look like this mite. And these mites do live on our eyelashes. Most patients, I think, really can keep it under control with the over-the-counter options, which are a fraction of the price. I'm shocked insurance is covering this. Don't get me started. Anyway, but it does work. So this one patient that I gave it to said it was a game changer. She had tried all the natural products. I've seen her for years. We've even done IPL to keep the oil pumping. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but she said that Xdemi was like a miracle for her, and I was completely surprised. But it seems like it works for some patients. So if you are, have a loved one who constantly has debris and they can't take care of themselves or they're in a nursing home, Xdemi would be the product that you could definitely use, although it is expensive if your insurance doesn't cover it for sure. Okay, so that is step one. That's the most important step. And then we talk about the other things to save the meibomian glands, like Lipiflow, Tear Care, Ilux, uh, anything that kind of milk the oil. These procedures are basically little apparatuses that go on the eyelid. Lipiflow is a 12-minute procedure that just provides the heat and compression like you're milking a cow. Highly effective. I've had my Lipiflow before multiple times now. It is not... Uh, covered by insurance, but it's FDA approved, and it's just trying to save what you have. So if patients can't have IPL, for instance, which we'll go through in a minute, uh, or they're African-American and they can't have IPL, let's say Lipiflow and Tear Care are the best we have to slow down that gland loss that is FDA approved. So I am a big fan of Tear Care, which is this heat compress that goes on the eyelid. It feels absolutely amazing, I think, for me, my skin type. And then the technician or the doctor will kind of push the oil out. We record the oil coming out here so patients can see uh, what the oil looks like after IPL, for instance. And then some patients will do that for Tear Care as well. Uh, so we can see what it looks like. Ilux also works. I found Ilux for myself to be very uncomfortable. I actually couldn't take it. It was so uncomfortable, but uh, it does work. So these things are just trying to keep the oil pumping uh, as best we can. My favorite out of all the ones in yellow here to save the glands is IPL for certain skin types. Intense Pulse Light has been used for years for wrinkles. It does work. And it's basically just FDA approved to keep the oil pumping. So we apply a bright light of a light, like of the probe here, and the light on the eyelids opens the orifice of the meibomian glands, liquefies the oil, kills demodex mites, and decreases inflammation. And that's very helpful for patients because it will try to keep that oil pumping. We do record pretty much whenever the recording machine is working, which is 99% of the time, we record the oil coming out so people can see what's happening when they're blinking. Because as you blink, as I mentioned, a little gush of oil is supposed to come out. If it's coming out like toothpaste, it explains why you have your symptoms, why you're feeling your eyes, why you have poor vision, blurry vision, even headaches. So that gives us a lot of information. The downside of IPL, as of all of this, is we don't have a cure for this condition of dry eye disease, meibomian gland dysfunction. It is just trying to slow down the gland loss. It's very effective for that, but it has to be repeated multiple times and depending on how severe your meibomian gland atrophy is determines how often you'll need the IPL. The more your eyes are closed, the more you're blink blinking, the more you're doing all the natural things like you know decreasing your screen time, typing with your eyes closed, dictating to Siri, having Siri dictate to you, blue light back, uh, blue light glasses, back black background. We think those things might help. Um, Prayer, meditation, sleeping, low stress, decreasing inflammation, anti-inflammatory diet, just decreasing the mountain of inflammation, the less IPL you're going to need. So I tell people, if you want to decrease your IPL, 
Really save your eyes for eye-worthy things. The third thing is my bombing gland probing. I've done many podcasts on this before. It works. It's just not FDA approved. It is not covered by insurance as are none of these. Lipoflow, intense pulse light, and probing are not covered by insurance. Probing works. It's just not FDA approved. It is expensive. Uh, it is uncomfortable. We have inserted uh, steroids uh, autologous serum. Actually, we haven't done autologous serum. We've inserted steroids, platelet-rich plasma, which I think tries to regrow the glands. We've inserted stem cells, even core blood serum with an IRB approval research protocol to try to regrow the glands. So these, this probing does help, and we think we can regrow the glands. We're trying to do experimental trials to try to regrow the glands with that. Okay, everything else on this sheet is for symptom relief, and that's also very important. That's a second path of trying to get you better. The, I have a podcast called Step 2 on our podcast called the EYE Show podcast, the I show, please check it out. Listen to step two. It goes through all the different tools that we have naturally from increasing your omega-3, which is controversial. I go through that in that podcast to using the Xena dry eye goggle glasses, who I'm a huge fan of. That's a very natural thing you can do. Humidifier, HEPA filter, anti-inflammatory diet, uh, blinking, taking breaks. All these things are mentioned in that podcast, so please listen to that. Artificial tears, we have hundreds of them now. Uh, Preservative free is what we want to use, so look for preservative free because preservatives can damage the meibomian glands. We uh, do know that one came out called Mybo. Yeah, I have a sample example of this. I call it a fat drop because it looks like it's just a fat drop. I think it does probably help. Whether it's worth the money, I don't know, and we'll do a different podcast on that. Um, but Mybo is coming out recently, which is basically a non-preserved artificial tear of a fatty kind of perfluorocarbon, um, perfluorohexoox. Uh, perfluorohexoctane ophthalmic solution, so there's no other preservative other than that, that medication. There's some controversy over what exactly that is doing. It's just basically just trying to keep your tear on the eye longer, trying to replicate the meibomian oil, meibomian gland oil, but it's it's not perfect. So there's some issues with that, but it does work in some patients. It's meant to be used four times a day and you can't use it with contact lenses. Okay, uh, Lumify, I have Lumify here. I'm not a huge fan of Lumify because it has a preservative. Some people are allergic to this. It tries to get the red out. Uh, it has a preservative in it, so that's the big negative. It's expensive, but this does decrease the redness in some patients. So sometimes we'll have patients use it for very kind of eye-worthy uh, or red redness relief-worthy events, uh, but try to minimize it because of the preservative. The next tier on the step ladder is step four, which is the FDA-approved drops such as Zydra, Restasis, and Sequa. I don't have a sample of Restasis here. Restasis is the oldest one. It's cyclosporin. It takes about three weeks to kick, three months to kick in. I wish it was three weeks. Three months to kick in. Sequa takes about a month to kick in, and Zydra takes about a. Uh, Zydra is not cyclosporin. It's actually called um, Lefotogrest, and it is takes about three weeks to kick in. All of these burn. So the the number four. Uh, FDA approved drops do burn, but they do work. And they're trying to decrease inflammation without the steroid risk, but they do work. Okay, most of my patients uh, don't tolerate them, honestly, because they do burn quite a bit. We tell people to put them in the refrigerator because sometimes that helps a little bit. Zydra has a really bad taste in the mouth sometimes, so people will put pressure in the corner where the puncta is located. That's a little hole that goes between the eyelid and the nose to try to prevent that bad taste. The next step is called doxycycline. I'm a big fan of doxy. In the wintertime, we use it 20 milligrams per day, and that can decrease inflammation. We often use punctal plugs after the oil is coming out like olive oil to help keep the tear in the eye longer. Uh, we talked about step seven, which is all those innovative ways to keep the oil pumping. 
Number eight is steroids. Steroids, we do love steroids because it makes people feel great, but it has big side effects, meaning that if you use it for a long period of time, it can increase your risk of having a high pressure, which is uh, dangerous for glaucoma, which is a blinding disease, so we can't use it too long, and the risk of cataract. We have a cure for cataract. So if you don't have glaucoma in your family, there's no signs of glaucoma, we have many patients on steroids every day of their life because nothing else is helping, uh, but it's rare now with platelet-rich plasma, which I'll go through in just a few minutes. But Steroids kind of look like this. This is an example of Isovis. Uh, we have all kinds of different powers, or I should say strengths of steroid. They generally have a white uh, or a pink top. If it's a pink top, it's generally a steroid. They almost all have preservatives, except for Lodamax ointment, and that preservative is a little frustrating because that has sometimes allergic reactions. So if a steroid makes you worse or you develop a terrible infection with the steroid, uh, which we've seen, we can't use that often. So keep in mind those steroids have risks, but many patients do feel better with them. The next is called iTier 100 and Trevia. I think I have a sample of Trevia. This is a nasal uh, spray that you spray in the nose. It's meant to cause a reflex tearing of mostly just the watery component of the tear. Remembering the tear has three parts, water, oil, most important water, and the mucin that mixes it together. This tries to stimulate the water. I've had many patients that just cannot tolerate this, but I've had a couple of patients that love it and can't live without it. So it does work for some patients. I have a lot of patients that don't like putting anything in their nose. The same thing with I tier 100, same idea. The 10th is conjunctival chalasis. Most of us have wrinkles on our face and we have wrinkles on the surface of the eye called conjunctival chalasis. It means the conjunctiva has wrinkles that sometimes we'll need to actually remove with a laser or remove with surgery to make that surface smooth so your tear will lubricate the eye better without folds that disrupt the tear lubrication of the eye. Uh, the next one, number 11 and 12, have been game changers in our practice, autologous serum and platelet-rich plasma. I'm a big fan of platelet-rich plasma because it works, seems to work better than autologous serum for patients. It's very rare I'll have a patient that prefers their autologous serum, but we do have occasional ones. But platelet-rich plasma has more growth factors than autologous serum. It has more interleukins and healing cells. So these, these are your own cells from your own body. So we will draw your blood. We will spin it in a sterile environment. We'll put it in bottles that need to be refrigerated, mostly frozen, and then refrigerated for about seven days. You use it on the eye for about, as a drop, seven, six to eight times a day. Some people use it only four times a day or don't need it as much. We've had patients use it every hour, depending on symptoms, but it decreases inflammation and it heals cells. So we love these and they do work and we have many podcasts on this. The next one is Procara, an amniotic membrane, which is from a baby's placenta. We put it on the eye. It's either with a ring called Procara, but a lot of my patients can't tolerate that ring. It's very uncomfortable. Uh, I could not tolerate it on my eye for a few minutes. It was really uncomfortable. So now we use more fresher membrane, which we get from a placenta that's been checked for every disease. There's been zero case reports of infection with uh, tolic, with uh, platelet-rich plasma in the world or, or the amniotic membrane that I know in the, in the world. So it's been very safe. And basically we will patch the eye with a fresh membrane on the eye for 48 hours or so, at least two hours, and then you take it off. And we've had so many patients say it's kind of a game changer and a, a real big healer. It's not 100% guarantee, but these do work. The amniotic membrane is one of the very few things that's still covered by insurance, so it does tend to work for patients with keratitis. Okay, next ones are testosterone cream, which does work. It's off-label, and just keep that in mind for more advanced patients. Scleral lenses is kind of the last resort, in my opinion now, because it, it does help 
with preventing the friction, but the contact lens, as with any contact lens, can cause inflammation, microinflammation that leads to a gland loss over time. And then the Oxervate does work as a nerve growth factor with people with keratitis. Gabapentin naltrexone is at the end just trying to be a band-aid to help with chronic pain. We have used DNase, IVIG, lacretin, tacrolimus, uh, N-acetylcysteine, those do work. Kind of we're at the very last resorts of just trying to help heal whatever we can. We've had a lot of success with cord blood serum under experimental trials. And then at the very end, we start talking about lid tarsorophy, meaning closing the eyelid, steroid pills, for patients with MAP dot fingerprint, which I'll do a separate podcast, PTK does help. And then the last resort is the end of kind of just trying to help with the pain. And you, you can read that at the top of the list. But these do these things do work. So I hope you find a way to get the relief you need. Uh, please pass this on to friends and family. Thank you for joining us for the podcast. Have a good day.